0: Life's Everyday Mystery Solved, The Dr. Joe Show on CJAD 800.
1: Where would you be in what country if you saw the sun rise in the Pacific Ocean and set in the Atlantic? What country would you be in? If you know the answer to that question, you give us a call at 514 790 800. Our text is 514 800, and to both of those numbers, you can uh, ask questions, make comments, etc. I'm Joe Schwartz. I direct McGill University's Office for Science and Society, and uh, my background is chemistry. So I look at everything from the perspective of molecules, and I think that if you have a good feel for what molecules are all about, what they can and cannot do, you have a pretty good feel for what can and cannot happen in the world. This morning, uh, I asked a question on the trivia show, And uh, it had to do with a substance that is now being used in um, industrial alcohol, but which was originally born uh, as a a component in a cream that farmers use to prevent pigs from biting on each other's tails. What I was after was a compound called Bitrex, which according to the Guinness Book of World Records, is the most bitter compound that was ever, ever discovered. And that, of course, explains why it would be used in the pigtail cream, as it was called. This thing is, is so bitter that if you took a thimbleful of it and put it into an Olympic-sized swimming pool, uh, the water would taste bitter. Just imagine that, what that concentration is, a thimbleful in an Olympic-sized uh, swimming pool. Uh, the uh, technical name or the chemical name for this is denatonium benzoate. Bitrex is denatonium benzoate. And that term, denatonium, comes from denatured. And it was coined based on, uh, on the use in uh, alcohol that is now termed to be denatured. Denatured alcohol cannot be consumed as a beverage. So it's not like the natural alcohol that is produced by fermentation. There are different substances that are put into alcohol to denature it. One of them is uh, denatonium benzoid, as I said, or or trex Sometimes methanol is used, and there are other substances that are used. And the reason for that is because drinking alcohol is very heavily taxed. And if you want to use alcohol for some other purpose, not for drinking, then of course it has to be uh, adjusted so that it can't be consumed and this is where the beatrex uh, comes in now when you're making hand sanitizer uh, you of course want to use alcohol that cannot be consumed you don't want people buying the alcohol as some you know desperate people might do buy hand sanitizer and squeeze the alcohol out of it so you have to use something that is is denatured and Brex is sometimes uh, used now you may, Recall that this past week, Health Canada um, recalled a number of hand sanitizers because they were using industrial um, alcohol. The problem there was not the Betrex. Betrex is is a completely safe substance. The problem is that some industrial alcohol is not highly purified and it can contain acetaldehyde. Acetaldehyde forms anytime that you have ethanol, that's the main uh, alcohol that we, we talk about, Anytime that it's exposed to oxygen or it's exposed to to enzymes from microorganisms, the alcohol oxidizes to acetaldehyde. And acetaldehyde is is a carcinogen. Now, of course, when you're using it in hand sanitizer, that doesn't much matter because you're not going to be eating the hand sanitizer. But acetaldehyde also can be an irritant to the skin. So this is not a, a, a terribly problematic business and uh, just because they recall these hand sanitizers doesn't mean that they were posing any significant risk to the public it's just that it's not allowed you're not supposed to have acetaldehyde in 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 there and uh, the uh, government recalled it not a big deal it will be replaced uh, relatively easily by uh, other forms of uh, technical grade alcohol that don't have the um, acetaldehyde in there acetaldehyde of course Consumed would be a problem, but here you're talking about uh, small amounts on uh, you know, on the hand, which is really not uh, not significant. This past week was quite a week in uh, in history. It uh, is a pivotal moment. The demonstrations that we have seen, the attention uh, to racism, which of course uh, is present in in. Uh, in america present in the world and it needs to be addressed uh, unfortunately it wasn't uh, addressed very well friday night with the second horrific uh, uh, shooting or, or at least a uh, uh, killing of a uh, an unarmed man this time it was in atlanta by policemen and when you look at that tape as of course we've seen uh, slow motion forwards backwards whatever There seems to be absolutely no justification for using deadly force in this situation. The man in question did struggle with the police officers. He managed to to, uh, take the taser away from one of them, but was actually running away from the two police officers when at one point he kind of turns around as if to to, uh, fire the taser against the officer, but the officer was 20, 30 feet away and uh, the man was running away. There was absolutely no need to shoot him. And even if you are going to use the gun to stop him, why would you shoot in such a way that that you're aiming for the bulk of his body? Why not shoot at the legs? Anyway, there's, I think, no justification for this uh, uh, whatsoever, and um, is going to exacerbate the situation. We are seeing more and more demonstrations uh, uh, on a daily basis. And um, I think this time something will come out of it. Now of course, we also have to be uh, you know uh, careful not, not to uh, use too wide a brush. And it's, it's not a question of uh, all police officers you know being uh, callous and uh, racist and have disregard for, for people. But uh, contrary to what Trump says, there's more than one apple there, one bad apple. And uh, there's something um, uh, rotten in in many police departments because of the uh, excessive action that that they take. And I think this time there will be uh, some changes made. There already have been changes made. And um, I I think that the uh, police officer who did the shooting on Friday night, uh, who I understand already has been taken off the force, uh, probably will... um, have uh, the law book thrown at him because uh, I I just, I can't see any justification for what happened there upon uh, watching the uh, the video. Racism, of course, has always been with us and always will be. Uh, This is a a human foible. Uh, Even though, uh, you know, we all mouth the words, all men are created equal, we often don't act the same way. One puzzling feature about, you know, that statement, uh, all men are created equal, and I I wrote about this in my Gazette column yesterday, is that those words, of course, are found in the uh, United States Declaration of Independence. And uh, 41 of the, uh, I think, 50 or or 60-odd signatories of the Declaration of Independence uh, owned slaves. And yet they signed this declaration that said that all men are created equal. So just uh, using those words is not enough. The time has come that you know we, we have to to take some action about um, the bigotry and the discrimination that is going on out there. And of course, it's not only against blacks. Uh, there are many other minorities um, that that uh, suffer from this. In fact, a, a poll in England recently taken showed that twenty percent of the English population thinks that uh, COVID-19 was somehow orchestrated by Jews in order to make money off of it. So there's bigotry. There's enough bigotry to, to go around. You're listening to the Dr. Joe Show. We're going to check traffic, and we'll be right back.
0: Science, you can use. The Dr. Joe Show on CJAD
1: 800. Let's go to Anthony. Hi, Anthony.
0: Good afternoon, Dr. Schwartz. How are you? Okay. It's a pleasure to talk to you. Okay, I have two questions. One, the first one is, when a lot of times when you're outside, I go out, I have to go out late. Now, I've been out for a while, but lately I have to go out. And the, my not only the hands get, my arms touch things. I have to take the bus and they touch things. What do I do at this point?
1: You mean your bare arm or what? Yeah,
0: because you're wearing short shirts now.
1: Right. Well, you you handle it the same way that you would handle your hands. I mean, when it comes time to wash, you, you wash.
0: With wash, water or hand sanitizer?
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean... It's, there's nothing special about your your arms. They, be- of course, it's not as big a problem as your hands because you're not going to be touching your face with your arms.
0: Well, sometimes you touch your hands well, by accident. If you, you have to. You you might touch your arms sometimes. You
1: never. Yeah, know. yeah, we can. But it, it, as long as you keep washing your hands, you know, that's the that's the real key because it's your hands with which you tend to touch your face. Uh-huh. Let me just mention, you know, that people don't wear masks properly, and I see this all the time. They're they're wearing a mask, but they're constantly tugging at it, pulling it up, pulling it down, pull it down to talk, and then putting it back. I mean, this defeats the whole purpose. I know because they, you know they're touching their face more than they were uh, before. I'm uh, aware of that. Yeah.
0: Also, my temperature. Second question is, I take temperature since I'm going out, just in case you never know. I take my temperature, and uh, lately, and, uh, one, one to, one to, one and a half times a day, once or twice a day, and it, it rises from thirty five. Depends, thirty five point six. To thirty-seven point two at
1: night. Yeah, it happened. That's that's the normal range.
0: What's the what's a high range? What's a range now? that's cut out, a cut off point. Thirty-eight. Well, thirty-eight. Below that, it's okay. Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: And I have to know to 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 to, to clean to clean this thermometer. It's rubbing. You say you use rubbing uh, rubbing alcohol, I think. Yes. That's seventy percent or ninety percent or what?
1: well, seventy percent is is ideal.
0: Seventy percent is the best. And you you put it on a Kleenex or whatever it is. Yep. Okay, I think I got I got everything I want. Okay. Have a wonderful
1: week. Okay, bye. All right, let's go to Jerry and see about sunrises, Jerry. Hi,
2: Dr. Joe. Uh, I like your show, and I enjoyed your article and the do that this past weekend. Thank you. <laughs> uh, so, would the answer be Panama?
1: Yes, it is Panama. Oh. Great. And uh, yeah, this is a bit hard to describe on the radio <laughs> because you you have to actually look at the map. Yeah. But yeah. because or of the been- way because of there. the way panama is situated it actually turns out that if you're in panama the the uh, uh, pacific ocean is uh, uh, to your right and the uh, atlantic is to your left uh, and when you look at the map you can see why that is the case so yeah, the sun indeed cool. would rise from the pacific and set in the atlantic exactly yeah it's okay all right let, let me uh, uh ask you another question okay given the fact that you got that uh, that right uh, who lived for 969 years
2: uh i i really don't you've got me on that one you've got me
1: you're not a biblical scholar
2: uh
1: no. <laughs> <laughs> All right, okay, we'll we'll leave that for uh, someone else. We're looking for the answer then to who lived for 969 years? Uh, so, okay, Jerry got that question right. So we'll uh, look for other callers. So the question that is out there is, who lived for 969 years? But let me go to Al. Hi, Al. Hi, Mesuzela is the answer, but that, that's not
2: the reason I called. Uh, the, my question is: uh, My wife told me that if I leave my hand sanitizer inside the, the car in the summer, in the heat, that uh, it might spontaneously combust. Is yeah, that
1: this is? is this is a silly myth that has been going around. Uh, so, alcohol will not true. alcohol will not catch fire. The temperatures that are achievable inside of a car. So,
2: so, so I can leave it safely there. You can leave it there. And what do I get for saying Methuselah?
1: You get another question. <laughs> oh,
2: okay, no, never mind. Okay, thank you very much. <laughs> okay. Thank you. Bye-bye. All
1: right, okay. He didn't want the other question, but uh, the rest okay, of you
2: want ask me the other question. Sure, I'd, I'd love to.
1: Yes, all right. Uh, given the fact that you got the Methuselah right, let's continue in the same vein. What was 300 times 50 times 30 cubits? 50 times... Uh...
2: Uh, Noah's
1: Ark. Very good, Noah's Ark. All right, now you've earned another question.
2: Okay, excellent.
1: All right. Roughly, what percent of an iceberg is above water? And I'll give you—I'll I'll give it to you if you get it within five percent. So, what percent um, of an iceberg is above water?
2: I would say uh, it's about four percent.
1: all right i'll oh give it to you i'll give it to you it's it, it's about 10 percent. so oh, really? I, I said oh, within okay. five okay all right that's good because uh you know people generally don't appreciate uh, that
2: that's why it's the tip of the iceberg
1: yeah i mean of course most of the iceberg is below water as yeah. uh, people on the titanic obviously did find out okay i'll give you another one now
2: okay excellent i'm, I'm having a run
1: what would you be doing if you were cavorting with the green fairy?
2: The green fairy? Yeah. Uh, green fairy, I have no Do You got me, I have
1: no idea. Okay, all right. Thank so you very much. thanks for your answers, and uh, we'll leave that question hanging. What would you be doing if you were cavorting with the green fairy? Okay, let's go back to, I guess, Steve. Steve.
2: Hi. Hi. Um, I have a question <clears throat> about masks. They, they say that cloth masks protect uh, others from you in, in the, the, the outgoing, the expelling. Yeah. But why do they not protect from the incoming if it's the same material? They, they,
1: they will protect some. Okay, here's the story. What they really um, filter out are the very large droplets of, uh, of sputum. Okay? So when you're sneezing, you're coughing. The large droplets will immediately be captured by the mask, so they don't go through. Smaller droplets will go through. So you know, it's not a, a complete protection. Now, coming the other way, the droplets that you're concerned about are the very small droplets because the bigger droplets that someone else has spewed out already will have settled to the ground. so yeah. the, so the fact is that they while the mask filters, the large droplets that you're spewing out, it will not filter the small particles that are coming your way. And those are the ones that we worry about more.
2: But then it wouldn't filter out the small droplets coming from the wearer either.
1: It, exactly. It doesn't.
2: So it's not... It's, it
1: doesn't. But the droplets that come out from the the wearer usually are large, and they become smaller and smaller as the water evaporates and they travel away from you. Okay. Okay, so uh, it does protect you somewhat, of course, depending on how close you are to the person who's coughing or sneezing.
0: What about
2: the the plastic face shields? Now, obviously, that that's a, a solid barrier, but what about uh, droplets coming in from the side or from yes, below? Yes,
1: of course it can, and uh, you know, it's just it's better than nothing. But those are used for by by people who are in situations where there's aerosols, you know, dentists and doctors who incubate people. You don't need this walking around on the street. Okay, thanks for that question. You're listening to The Dr. Joe Show. We're going to check the news, and we'll be right back.
0: Your source when you need answers. The Dr. Joe Show on CJAD 800.
1: I've had a number of people ask me uh, about the... Uh, uh, presentation I talked about last week, which uh, I did last last Monday. I said I was last Sunday. I said I was going to do it on Monday for the uh, uh, Eleanor London Public Library, and people have been asking if this is recorded and if they can see it. And the answer to that is yes. When you do a talk on Zoom, it automatically gets recorded. So if you want to see that talk, it was on uh, the myth of detox. Uh, you can go to the uh, Eleanor London Public Library website, and all you have to do is Google that, Eleanor London Public Library, and then you go to the right of the screen where you see the YouTube sign, and you click on YouTube, and you will see that the uh, the talk comes up there, and then you can just click on it and watch it. It's, it's about 50 minutes, and uh, I discuss uh, the ins and outs of uh, detox. Okay, let me go to Rosetta. Rosetta. Rosetta? Yes.
3: Yes, uh, my question is, um, is a spelt flour, um, uh, what is the difference between spelt flour and uh, uh, whole wheat flour?
1: Uh, spelt comes from a, a different grain.
3: Yes, but uh, is it more nutritious than... Um, then whole uh, than uh, um, wheat flour
1: no i wouldn't say so if, if you're comparing it to whole grain flour uh, no it's about the same so whole wheat and spelt is is about the same uh, i i don't i don't see any unless you really like the spelt i, I don't see any reason to switch to that from oh, because uh, whole the wheat. the
3: the, the, um, the price difference makes uh, makes it a difference you know they they say that it's uh, in in the net. They say that it uh, has so many factors that it's good for you, and it lowers diabetes. It lowers uh, uh, cholesterol. It's you know. So I just wanted to that, hear it that, from. Uh, yeah,
1: that those arguments can be made for any whole grain. Okay. Okay, and spelt like any any form of wheat, I mean spelt is a, is a type of wheat and it, so it contains gluten, so you know anyone who has celiac disease has to be just as careful with spelt as with uh, any other uh, flour.
3: But would you consider it a better flour?
1: No. 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 I would say the only reason to eat spelt is if you like the taste. And oh, I think like, oh, okay. even even that's not a very detectable thing. So
3: okay, I have okay. another question for yeah. you, Doctor Schwartz. I have a young nephew, of 14 years old, and uh, he's reading on the uh, you know on the internet that uh, eggs are bad for you, that they they cause you cholesterol. So uh, you know uh, the mother cannot get him to eat eggs anymore. So you know we're trying to tell him that. You know, two eggs, three eggs, is not bad. What is your um, your input on that?
1: Well, I could give you a rhyme and worse on, on this, but I'll get to the bottom line, which is that if you eat about seven eggs a week, there's nothing to worry about.
3: So I can tell him that, that because I told him I was going to call Dr. Yeah. Schwartz. Yeah. And uh, coming from, uh, you know, a highly scientific uh, director of McGill.
1: You know, there's, there's a lot of literature on eggs, and there's numerous papers that are published on it. So what, what one has to do is to take a look at all of them and come to to see what the consensus is.
3: Because even even in the in the internet it tells you not more than two eggs. So I so you're telling me that I could have even seven eggs a week?
1: Seven eggs a week. So that's roughly one a day.
3: One one a day right. is okay for cholesterol. Yeah. Right. Oh, that is great. Thank you so okay. much, Dr. Schwartz. It was a pleasure talking to you.
1: Okay. Thank Thanks. you. All right, let's go to Matthew. Matthew.
2: Yes, good afternoon, Doctor. Uh, last uh, week, you were discussing the rainbow and the colors of the rainbow. Right. So my question to you would be, if you have a rainbow south of the equator, would the colors be reversed? No. Okay. No.
1: <laughs> why, and- why would you think that? It doesn't... Uh, isn't- Nothing to do with that. It 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 has to do with the the sun shining through uh, droplets of moisture in the air. It has nothing to do with gravity. Okay. So I mean the the sun sh- shines in in the southern hemisphere the same way that it shines in the northern hemisphere. It's the same wavelengths.
2: But once again, you would only see it with your eye if the sun were behind you. And you you were looking at the opposite horizon.
1: No. No, for a rainbow, all, all, the only requirement for a rainbow is that the sun shines through some moisture droplets in the air.
2: Yeah, but if the sun were between you and the rainbow, you wouldn't see the rainbow.
1: No, but the, the sun isn't between you and the rainbow. I mean, this is...
2: No, I know, but, but that's what I'm saying, that the sun has to be behind you.
1: Well, it is, but that has nothing to do with which hemisphere you're in.
2: Well, then, follow-up question. If you were at the equator, yeah, would you be able, to, would the human eye detect a rainbow? And if so, would it still be in the shape of the arc?
1: Yes, I don't see why it should have anything to do with, with where you are. It's... Uh, it's purely the light refracting through through a water droplet. I mean, the same thing as, uh, you know, if you were to hold a prism in your hand and let the light shine through it, you'll get the rainbow and it will look the same no matter where you are in the world, as long as the sun is shining through that prism. So there's no, there's no geographic connotation here.
2: Does the arc get its shape from the fact that both the sun and the earth are round. Uh,
1: the the rainbow is always always a full circle. It's just that you only see part of it because of of the horizon. But it's always a full circle.
2: Okay. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't realize that.
1: Yeah, it's just a question. You know, you can't see the whole circle because no. only part of it is above the horizon.
2: Never be able to see the the, the full circle,
1: yeah. Okay,
2: thank you very much. Okay,
1: interesting. And uh, the colors of the rainbow violet, indigo, blue, green, yellow, orange, red. Uh, interesting, of course. Uh, uh, the violet uh, end is the shorter wavelength, the higher frequency, those are the more energetic waves, and that's why ultraviolet means beyond violet, ultraviolet. Those are even shorter waves than uh, violet, and uh, you can't see them with the eye, but they are more energetic. And the fact is that the uh, frequency of a radiation is inversely proportional to, to the wavelength, and the energy of a radiation is dependent on the frequency. So the longer the wavelength, the shorter the frequency, the greater the energy of the radiation. This is why we worry about exposure to ultraviolet light, much more than we worry about exposure to visible light. Visible light uh, has uh, uh, lower frequency, longer waves, and uh, therefore less energy, less problems for the skin. You're listening to The Dr. Joe Show. We'll check traffic and be right back.
0: Life's everyday mystery solved. The Dr. Joe Show on CJAD 800.
1: Let me get to some of the text questions. Uh, Does the toilet water swirl in the opposite direction when flushed down under? Uh, Believe it or not, this has been extensively investigated. Uh, The Coriolis effect uh, does not apply to flushing toilets. Uh, The direction that the water swirls in the toilet depends on the design of the toilet, how the water from the tank enters uh, the toilet. So, even if you're on the equator, it will swirl one way or another, depending on the uh, design of of the tank. Someone wants to know, can I let my 11-year-old play baseball? Uh, As with every other question that relates to to COVID, uh, you cannot give a 100% confident answer. But uh, I would certainly let an 11-year-old play baseball. I think the uh, time that you spend in close contact with uh, others in baseball is is minimal. I think it's very important for children uh, to uh, be out there, exercise, and uh, to try to make their life as normal as possible. I would certainly let an 11-year-old play baseball. Okay. Okay. with the N95 mask not available, what is the best type of mask to wear? I think it is the surgical mask, and those are available now. You can buy them in pharmacies. And the reason that those are good is because they have a metal strip at the top, and you can pinch that so that you close it around your nose. The important thing about masks, of course, is the fit, and uh, you don't want to have airspace around the mask where uh, uh, particles can get in. And the surgical mask is is the best design f- for that, uh, better than the homemade masks. But, of course, the homemade masks are, are better than, uh, than nothing. Uh, okay, interesting question here. Which sunscreen is better, mineral or chemical? Uh, that terminology has always bothered me because, of course, the so-called mineral sunscreens are also made of chemicals, chemicals are the building blocks of all matter. But what they refer to here uh, is the difference between substances that totally reflect the light, uh, things like zinc oxide and titanium um, dioxide. Uh, These don't absorb the ultraviolet radiation, they totally reflect it, so it's a physical effect. Whereas uh, sunscreens uh, like oxybenzone, for example, will absorb the uh, radiation and dissipate it as heat so it's a different uh, type of mechanism and uh, with the uh, so-called chemical uh, uh, sunscreens like oxybenzone people worry about the toxicity of the sunscreen itself i think the toxicity is is very very low I know of no evidence that uh, the trace amounts of oxybenzone that are absorbed into the bloodstream have any kind of effect. With the so-called mineral sunscreens, you don't worry about that because they just stay on the surface of the skin. I think the important thing is to make sure that you don't get excessive exposure to ultraviolet light. And uh, both of these work well. If you have a sunscreen that is at least uh, 30 uh, SPF, uh, you're doing fine, but you have to remember to put on enough of it and uh, most people don't put enough uh, on it. Uh, you have to cup your hand and fill your hand, and that's the amount that it takes to cover your whole body. Most people don't uh, use that. Okay, let's go to Lena. Lena.
4: Hi, Dr. Schwartz. Hi. How are you? Okay. Uh, que- I have two questions. Um, I heard uh, you speak to a caller before regarding eggs. Yep. My son trains intensely, like seven, five, five to six days a week, and... He um, he has like way more than that. He'll have like two, three eggs a day sometimes. What kind of age? what
1: kind of training does he do?
4: Well, he's an athlete, so he trains like maybe twice a, a day. About like. But you know,
1: what like, what sort of training? Weight training. Yes. Mm-hmm.
4: Weight training, uh, running. Uh, he does a lot of training.
1: And is he doing the rocky bit of putting uh, uh, eggs into his? Uh, his drinks and everything, raw no, eggs. He cooks them. <laughs> okay. Uh, so how many eggs? How many eggs how many, <laughs> eggs? how many eggs would you estimate he eats a week?
4: I think he has about two, three eggs a day.
1: Yeah, that's probably much. That's probably a bit much. Although the cholesterol in eggs does not have very much of an effect on the cholesterol in in your bloodstream. That's determined by the type of fats that that you eat. But still, that that's a that's a lot of eggs, uh, okay. and you don't you know. I assume what he's trying to do is increase his protein intake. Yes. But there are ways to do that. Uh, if he really is training that much that he needs extra protein, uh, why not go for the whey supplements and, you know, limit your eggs? I mean, you don't need to eat more than, even, you know, 7 to 10 eggs a week. There's plenty of other sources of, of protein. So, but if
4: he wants to have the eggs, is it dangerous for him for his body, like what he's doing? Is it safe?
1: Well, you'd you'd have to monitor his blood cholesterol, see how sensitive he is. There are some people who are more sensitive to uh, intake of uh, cholesterol in eggs or cholesterol preformed in food. Most people are not sensitive to that. Most people's blood cholesterol depends on the kind of fats that they eat. So if you uh, uh, do a blood test and his uh, cholesterol levels are normal, then there's no issue. Okay. Okay.
4: Okay. So all right, all right. So if, and I have another question.
1: Yeah.
4: Mm-hmm. Uh We cut down two trees on our property because they were damaging uh, our shed and our fence. Now, is there risk that the root might grow back?
1: Once like, you, I mean, you, sorry, you, mean, you mean once once you cut down the tree?
4: We cut down the tree. He says he could but yeah. it didn't remove the whole root. Now, is there a risk of no, it No, no, the,
1: the roots will not grow because the, there's no longer any photosynthesis that is going oh, okay. on. Okay, okay. You, there's, When there's no more leaves, there's no right. more photosynthesis, so it can't grow.
4: It, it, the reason I'm asking is because there is one particular uh, stump that was removed uh, next to our shed, and it doesn't, it seems to be like we were digging around it, and the roots are very fresh. Like, they don't seem to have, died <laughs> uh, I, don't know. I can't
1: explain that that doesn't seem to make sense unless it's yeah. they're just in water so it looks like they're bloated but okay. uh, no I mean if there's no photosynthesis then the plant can't grow all
4: right so once huh. the tree is gone the stump is going to stop growing yep all right okay thank you
1: bye all right let's go to kenneth air curtain oh. what is an air curtain
0: uh you know in uh, in some bathrooms they have the uh hand dryers where yeah. it puts out a sheet of uh, air. Uh, yeah. Well, <clears throat> they have it for when a customers coming in to buy something with a car. It, it, it stops the, the dust and the wind and the bugs from coming in and out of the restaurant. So I was wondering if it could separate um, exhaust from a patient, a dental patient, from being inhaled by the, by the, uh, the you dentist.
1: You mean blowing... blowing uh, uh... Away from the face.
0: Well, the curtain yeah. would would be like a window pane between. The yeah, I,
1: that's that's interesting. Let me let me think about that, and we'll get back to that next week because I'm being given a signal that that we have run out of time and we gotta get off. So I'll get back to that next week. Okay, you've been listening to the Doctor Joe Show, and that's it. Uh, we're done, and uh, we'll be back again same time, same station next week. Until then, I'm Joe Schwartz, hoping all the chemistry in your life comes out just right.